Stand by for action. Thanks, everyone. My name is Dave Miller. I am the Unpleasant Blind Guy. The Wayback Commentaries with the Reverend Michael E. Jones, the underground professor, continues with content and study suggestions and other issues surrounding the way back. Now, if I was to pick a book from modernity, it would be something like the, Cam- the Capitalist Manifesto by Gary Wolfram, who's a professor at Hillsdale College. And he talks about how capitalism does work and is an argument, uh, and it's in a concise little paperback book. I can reach it, I hope, without everything falling over. Here it is in the, I'm putting it on Periscope for you to see. And it's a, it's kind of like a refutal to the Communist Manifesto, right? Uh, but it's understanding the market economy and defending liberty. Now, that's the concepts of things that I look for. It explains the economy, which is one of the things that we really didn't include in any of our lists is uh, economics. We did right. politics. We did freedom. We did uh, republic. But we didn't stick economics in there. And now we could have added Adam Smith, but that's a tune that you can use to hold open a, you know, the door to an Abrams tank. And well, that and so that's where Atlas Shrugged comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, now, Atlas Shrugged does do that. But you know, there's a lot of people I have a lot of problems with Anne Rand and her books. I don't personally, but uh, you know, I think right. they're great for what they do. But as far as a pure book on defending capitalism, I've I've seen many that say that's what they're doing. This is the only one that I've seen that actually does it, and it goes through and lists examples. And it's a great little way of of introducing the concepts of capitalism and economics and why it works and refutes those examples that are often used by the left in showing why it doesn't work, you know, and using it. You know, the people like uh, Sanders and those guys, this is right. a great refutation of it. And and face it, if if the country falls, then capitalism's over. And, you know, we'll be slaves, and, and we'll be in a slave economy again, not a capitalist economy. Right. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be a collective state of some sort, certainly. Right, um, a theocracy. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and what, um, you know, the one, I, honestly, I can't think of a lot of books written in modernity that, that, that go along with what you're talking about. And, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I think you are, I think you are correct that um, we won't need, we won't need books and at that future time that throw tomatoes at, uh, at, at the government because, they're going. To, they're they're already going to be tomatoes being thrown at the government. You know, rotten tomatoes. Um, we'll need we'll need books that actually uh, that actually offer solutions and uh, not just uh, that talk about you know old problems. You know, stuff that stuff that happened as far as those people are going to be concerned in their great 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 grandfather's times. Um, you know, what I was thinking of. Um, you know, as far as a modern book goes, would be uh, you know something like the Road to Serfdom. Uh, that's by uh, F. A. Hayek. Yes, that, um, that's another one I was going to mention too. So yeah, anything and, Hayek and wrote, or Thomas Sowell or Walter E. Williams. <laughs> right, right. Um, books that um, books that, that as 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 you say, Prof. Books that offer frameworks um, in 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 good arguments as to why, uh, for instance, 
capitalism is the best economic system for the people as opposed to collective systems, uh, which always seem to support um, a uh, a well-moneyed ruling class on the backs of a uh, of a very large uh, working class. You know, um, books of that nature that are actually of some use. So I see what you're saying when you don't uh, when you when when you're uh, talking about not putting in books by Limbaugh and, and Beck and people like that. And people might do that just because they happen to be fans of theirs. Um, I personally don't think that would be of any use, and you know personally. But um, I hesitate to tell people not to include things, or, or if they do include them, I'd say I, w- I would say that you know they they might want to put in a preface of their own, you know, tuck a piece of paper in there or something like that that says. Um, Something along the lines of, all right, this this book was written by Ann Coulter in the year, uh, let's say, 2010, and it it regards the, uh, the the political situation in the United States of America and the world as of that year, and that way people will know that it was that it was something that was written relevant to that time and to that time only. Um, you know, again, this is something that that the future founders are are you know. They might glance at it, but I think they're going to get a lot more use out of uh, out of, for instance, the book that you talked about. You know the uh, you know the civics book that you you referred to. They're going to get a lot more use out of that, and they're going to get a lot more use out of the anti-federalist papers. Yeah, uh, that, that's just my opinion. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. There's actually no book I would ban, but right. There are books that I would put, you know, you got to create triage here. You got to decide what's worth having, you know, what would you, what's worth spending our time and money on. And, and anybody yes. could pick anything and do that. And I wouldn't say that's wrong, but, you know, because everything we had that we can add to culture and to society uh, and information is worth it. But we're looking at, at the angle from this show as, as an angle of how to reconstruct a society and cre- recreate civil society with capitalist and republican ideals. And so yeah. that's that's the angle that I looked at on what would I include, what would I have because there are fantastic books, you know, uh, the constitutional reader from Hillsdale's one, but but you know there's all these great books like Friends of Liberty by Nash and Hodges uh um would be great. All the James Bond books would be great. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, well, but what about that yeah, lead and help and things that, you know, are, would be nice, but after, after civil society's picked up? Well, yes. It, well, you know, one that I'm thinking of, um, you know, what about the minutes to the, uh, you know, to the Constitutional Convention? Uh, um, yes. You know? Didn't we say that? I thought we did say that. Because the, no, the debates I, I, on the I, Constitution, the Federalist Papers, Anti-Federalist Papers, you have to have all right. of those. Y- yes. To, uh, yes, I did put in the Federalist yeah. Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers, but not, not the actual minutes um, as recorded during the debates. Um, I, I think that would be very helpful. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, that's, that would be something else uh, to, uh, to throw in. Um, you know, so, yes, it, and, and you bring up a great point. I say be individualistic in your, in, in your choices, uh, but also realize that um, it's a lot easier to hide something that's, um, that, you know, more or less um, 
a few feet square than it is to hide something that's the size of a room. Um, you know, if if it comes to a point where you have to hide something, um, so that's that's why your selection of materials might have to be rather small because because that's easier to conceal. Um, you know, and as I said, future future governments that are going to be very totalitarian, it's going to be a lot easier for them to find a book collection that's the size of a refrigerator than it is to find to find one that's you know the size of uh, say a bread maker. So, yeah, the, if, if they get to my house, the book burning will probably be able to be seen from the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like I've got over five thousand books here at. Uh, yeah. Well, they'd 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 have to bring they'd have to bring the salamander to your place. That's by the way for people who aren't familiar what that is. That's a that's the uh, that's the fire engine, the literally fire engine from Fahrenheit 451. Right. <clears throat> yeah. That blows uh, off the fire of the hose. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, I think it was I think it was like you know uh, fueled by kerosene. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's a big fire truck, and everybody rides on the on the thing and all that, you know. But uh, then then they get off and and you know um, you know uh, pull out the hose and everything and just 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 you know blast all the books in the house, um, and then blast the house. Um, <laughs> so, for, for good measure. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, can't have can't have you know a house around where there've been all these you know nasty books with these with these. You know, unapproved ideas inside. Come on, um, but yeah, I, I mean, the, uh, the 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 choices are are going to have to be individual. But um, but I think I think we both offered some some good uh, some good choices, and um, you know, it's it's something it's something that people can do moving forward if they you know, um, I like to tell people you're never powerless. Um, there is something that you can do, and if nothing else, you can do this. You know, um, and I mean, there are going to be plenty of people who are going to be involved in the more kinetic versions of revolution in uh, the coming generations. Uh, that's going to happen as well. But I would say that in in his way, um, Thomas Paine was every bit as important as George Washington. Yeah, and they all had their that? roles. You remember I did a few shows where I called it the Indispensable Man series, and I point out that you know Franklin was the Indispensable Man, Washington was the Indispensable Man, and without any of them, you know, I don't think we'd have become a country because it took what they did to push the country. You know, Payne. If it wasn't for common sense, then Washington's army would have been so demoralized. You know, who knows? We might not have had uh, uh, the victories that came after that. Uh, you know. It, and so there's all these different people had all these different roles, and I think if you take any one of them away, then we might not be standing here today free, or whatever we are standing here today as. <laughs> well, I think you're right, you know, and, and and I think that people, anybody listening to this, uh, might be thinking, well, okay, I'm just a I'm just a homemaker, uh, you know, I'm just a, uh, you know, a 40 year old homemaker that. Um, you know, yeah, sure. I graduated. Uh, I graduated high school, but um, you know, I don't have. Um, I don't have. I can't go out and give speeches, and um, I don't have a lot of money to go out to rallies. Or, uh, you know, I. I don't have it. Uh, I just don't have it in me 
to uh, run for office and be successful. So I don't feel that there's anything that I can do. And the fact is, uh, yes, you can. There are uh, there are things that you can do that that if not if will not bear fruit today, they they could bear fruit in in a time uh, in a time yet to come. Um, and and I think I think that's important because uh, another thing that we'll have to do um, in the years ahead is we'll have to keep our spirits up, and um, that's going to include bringing everyone in on the revolution. Um, just as just as all of us are part of the militia of the United States of America, and that's why we have the Second Amendment. Um, you know. You could say that um, all of the people will be the Minutemen of the new revolution, even even if all they do in their lifetimes is gather together the materials and teach what they can, and then pass those on. Uh, after after they're gone, it'll be it'll be their kids' turn and their kids' turn after that. Um, Trout, there are you know this, there are. Um, probably at this point billions of people throughout history uh, that we'll never know that each of them in their day did what they could to move people towards personal liberty they they knew they knew what the goal was um, and they knew they'd never see it in their lifetimes but in their day they did their little bit whatever it was to move us to move us to the point where we started the American Republic uh, we'll never know those people, but I'm I'm eternally grateful to them, all of them, um, for what they did, and um, I'm I'm perfectly content at this stage um, to die and be forgotten as long as some people use the idea that I've thrown out there and pass it on and and uh, and, and do something and maybe relieve some suffering. Uh, for a generation or two of people in in, in the future, um, you may not be recognized. Your name your name may not be in the history books. In fact, it probably won't. But you'll know it, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's think, right. What do you think of that? Now you think about that. Of all the people that have died, how many people are still remembered? Uh, by most people, <laughs> you know, outside of a handful of presidents and serial killers, uh, not very many. But their concepts, their ideas, their fights lived on. And what you described would have described most of this country for most of their lives. You know, they spent teaching uh, the value of freedom and liberty and the limited government. And it is only, uh, dang, there's one less fly in this world. Call PETA. Oh man, sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute, that might be Kellen's the back door open, okay. and I got like five flies in here now coming from the back door. Um, but the uh, but you're right. Now it wasn't until the welfare state was created that that paradigm shifted, and that now we have you know forty fifty percent. Uh, somewhere I saw a statistic that fifty three percent of the country still works, uh, and the rest are on welfare. So, you know, there's. A little over half of us are still promote, promoting liberty and freedom, and the other half are uh, promoting, you know, cradle-to-grave government uh, comfort. And and I'd imagine that there's not even half of those people still promoting freedom. There's probably a lot of them that are willing to give up any time now because <laughs> they're just tired of 
feeding and funding uh, in dependents off of their paycheck that they have never met or heard of, and uh, which is exactly what we're doing. But yes, uh, for the future, you never know. Poss- you know, I, I think back on those shows I've done where I've said something and then I've gotten a message back. Uh, one in particular that still chills me. Uh, I, I talked about uh, when I was severely crippled, you know, and I go after things like uh, doctor-assisted suicide. And I was actually in a position where I considered that. And then I considered my own suicide, forget the doctor. And I discussed with the audience what I had gone through with that. And, um, uh, you know, it was a completely vulnerable thing to do and say, and I don't even know why I did it, but I felt compelled to do it, so I did. And then I got an email back that there was somebody on her bed, and she turned on the computer for background noise on Blog Talk and randomly selected a show, and it was mine. She'd never heard it, and she heard my show, and it saved her life. And uh, So you don't know who you're he- who's hearing you when you teach or talk sometimes, uh, like you're doing it over the radio. But your message it may not even affect those that are your primary audience, people that are listening to you, but they might go out and say something and it affects somebody that makes a difference. And so, you know, just because you don't think you're being effective or that the world will know who you are in the future uh, is a, a reason not to push this or to do it or, you know, to or to protect your freedom now. Right. You, you do it. You do it because you do it because you know it's right. Um, I mean, it's 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 just like um, oh, I don't know. It's, you you've used this example yourself. Um, it's just like um, a cashier gives you too much change. Well, you know, you can just walk off, but you don't. You know, you go back in and you and you go, hey, you know, you gave me like you know a buck too much here. Um, does it does it uh, change the world? No, it doesn't. But you know, you know, you did it because it's the right thing to do. You and know, it's you funny you bring up that do. example, Ag. Because I've had a lot of people tell me that story has made them feel guilty and <laughs> when they go out and do stuff, and they're like, "Oh crap, the professor told that story and, uh I think that's funny <laughs> oh yeah well yeah. it's it's what people uh, you know and this is this is a problem I think with uh, with our culture, and who knows this could even be intentional on the part of the Fabian socialists uh, you know that somehow every Every person deserves to have their name up in lights. Um, you know, they deserve to be recognized nationally and internationally for um, for what they do, and they deserve to be remembered until the end of time. Um, and it's usually it's usually for nothing, and that's why you have people. Uh, you know, that's that's why you you get kids um, on YouTube uh, spraying themselves in the face with bear mace. When which if you've never watched any of those videos, that's just just funny as anything. But. <clears throat> what they don't, what young people aren't being taught today, is that um, recognition only has to come from within, and 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 from God, you know. And and if you know it, then God knows it, and you're cool. You don't have to have you don't have to have recognition from your peers, your friends, your family. You know, I mean, almost nobody in my family listens to my show. Um, <laughs> you know. You don't have to have any of that as long as long as as you know that you've done it and you've done what you've done for for good reasons because it's it's the right thing to do. Um, this is a message that isn't being given enough to young people. In fact, the opposite message is being given to them. Um, 
and that if if you talk to uh to some of these uh, psychologists out there about some of the mass shooters you know they say well that's the reason that they go out and do this because because they know they're going to get they know they're going to get like you know maybe a day's coverage on the national news um never mind the other implications they're just they're going to be famous and and they're going to be recognized and people are going to know their names um now of course that has pervaded our our culture so much now that people do these horrible things and uh two weeks later we forget who they were um you know so it's it's beginning to have an opposite effect but if you uh if you can teach the young that um their own deeds their own works if recognized by themselves are going to be enough then you'll have people that are prepared to do the right thing just because it's right not necessarily because they're going to get any kind of recognition i mean no god you and ken blow me away in the ratings you know but i still i still do my 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 stupid little show because i know it's the right thing to do yeah i only have tens of listeners <laughs> well you got more than you think <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm with you also on family my parents look at me like i'm I've grown a third eye when I ask if they've heard my show. <laughs> and my none of my family I think listens to me anymore. Every now and then God's girl does and once in a blue moon my oldest daughter tunes in to hear. But uh you know, you know the problem is with family is they're too close to you. They think they already know everything you're gonna say and and that you're crazy, so <laughs> why bother Wasting the time listening, that, and same with coworkers and things. You know, they think they know you, that, but that's the way that is. That uh, that's the way that is. Now, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go on, go on. Oh, uh, I was going to say, uh, but the important thing is, is what we're doing now is encapsulated digitally. And so our shows are being captured. They're being um, preserved electronically. And so as long as we have, uh, you know, Internet and Wi-Fis and computer systems and, you know, as long as the world doesn't end with EMP strikes, then those things should be around and accessible. Uh, But what we're talking about is if something like that does happen, you know, the Muslims decide that Muhammad didn't have electricity, so no one will, and they turn it all off, then then where will you get this information? And this is what started our conversation about this and and where you go. And and this is why we've we've been doing this series, I think, anyway. That that is it in part. Um, you know, I mean, certainly, certainly we can use the internet for as long as we're able. And then, uh, you know, I know that I save my shows to CD, you know, to DVD once in a while, and just just to make sure that they're preserved in that way. Um, you know, and 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 I think other people who who host their own podcasts should do the same thing. If nothing else, the DVD can be copied and and shared out. Um, you know, but what what. What the series does, what the way back does, whether it's in a series or you listen to the whole bloody thing, the whole 34 minutes of it, um, is it points out that that um, if the internet is somehow shut off to people like us, 
um, that isn't the end of the story, and it doesn't have to be the end of the story. Uh, we can continue on with uh, with other ways, other means, other methods, and the message can be brought forth, and it will be. Uh, but, of course, for now, while we have this resource, we'll use it as much as possible and clue, and clue in as many people as we possibly can to how to do these things because it's important to do that. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm trying to create underground professors and professorettes. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes, sir. And and, uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to create unpleasant blind guys because, um, you know, <laughs> my blindness is hereditary, so I I decided on not doing that myself. Uh, but um, certainly, you know, if I can, I want to create, I want to create people who question everything, including me. Um, you know, oh, exactly. I, I want to create, I want to create critical thinkers. Because because our society is certainly not doing that. Our society is creating people um, who who think the way that society tells them to, and if they deviate from that, then they're called haters or racists or Islamophobes or um, whatever new um, buzzword that the political elites can have their social scientists come up with to make a person feel bad that they're actually questioning uh, the government or the media or um, or anything else. Yes. <laughs> the um, way back, I think, is absolutely well-named. Uh, and, and it's sad because... You know, you would think, Agador, we see the writing on the wall. We see what's coming. And it would seem to me so much easier to, you know, to save it than to have to rebuild it and recreate it. Uh, but yes. it really doesn't turn out that way, does it? No, it doesn't. And and, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. I'll, t I'll give you the genesis of, of the title of it. There was a uh, science fiction program in the late 1970s in uh, the UK called uh, Blake Seven, and the first episode of that uh, was called The Way Back. And um, very briefly, nah. it was about it was about a man who was uh, a revolutionary, um, who was fighting against a um, who was fighting against a repressive government. Um, you know, oddly enough, called the Federation, um, and he was convicted. Uh, not of political crimes, but he was convicted of child molestation, and he was he was sent uh, he was sent off to a prison planet. And at the end of and, and of course the thing is is entitled the way back. But at the end of at the end of this first episode, um, you know he's he's looking out a out a porthole at, at the Earth shrinking away, you know, and a, a guard comes along and says, "Take a good look at it. That's the last you'll see of Earth." And uh, Blake looks at the guy and says, "No, I'm coming back." So, that's the genesis of the title. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think I've heard that show. Uh, what's the name of it again? Blake's Seven. Um, it uh, it only got a bit of play over here um, on PBS stations. 
Um, it was, you know, there, there were the same complaints about it that there were about uh, the old Doctor Who, you know, cheesy special effects and all that stuff. Right. Um, but the storylines were pretty good. Um, and I never, I never forgot the the title of the of the original, um, you know, first Blake's seven episode. And when I began thinking about all of this, um, encapsulating it all into into something that I would like to see, into a return to a time when the people ran the government instead of the other way around. How the heck do we do that? How the heck do we get to, let's say, you know, 1960 America, um, only this time without, you know, the racial BS, you know, where black people are, are, are you know, ostracized from certain places and, and, and all the other, you know, indignities and iniquities. How do we get to that point? How do we get back to that? And that's, that's when the, uh, the title of that particular show came to me. You know, how do we find the way back? So there we are. <laughs> and I think, I, I hope at least, that um, that I've, I've given it a start. And, I just, you know, i got to say again, Prof, you know, I've, I've said it before, but it bears saying again, since we've got 15 minutes left here, you know, that I appreciate you're spending all the time on your, on your great show um, kind of uh, throwing in your thoughts, which have been really valuable um, and have just enhanced the whole thing. Um, you know, and, and, and I'll be doing this, I'll, I'll say this now, um, I'll pick someone each year and if, uh, you know, who's, who's doing a podcast and if they want to do this, then I'll, uh, you know, I'll go to their show each year and, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this, um, you know, to kind of, to kind of enhance it and they can add their ideas just as you've added your ideas and their audiences, just like your audience can, uh, Consider all this, and maybe begin making uh, making preparations of their own. Yeah, that would be so, good. Yeah. Or letting us know the things they would include in a <laughs> uh, what do they call those things when they stick them in the ground? A, a time vault. Yeah, time so, vault, time capsule, yeah. liberty box, freedom box, whatever you want to call it. There you go, liberty yeah. box. I think we we can call it here. At uh, yep. There you go. Former resistance leader Raj Blake witnesses a massacre and is subsequently framed for a series of fictional crimes by a totalitarian federation, The Way Back. <laughs> there you them. go. That's, that's <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm, no, no I, I was waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I was just reading a comment in the. I, I pointed out that Ken was the size he was because he ate his twin in the womb, and Cal was commenting on that. Oh, that, uh, okay. I was I was thinking more of a uh, of the concept like from the Venture Brothers, though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yes, <laughs> it's 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 odd. Well, the, well, the, well, Doctor Venture just kind of creates those every time they they fall apart, but. Um, well, no, yeah, that, that, I think you stumbled onto the secret as to uh, why Ken is so smart, you know, because he has two people's intellects inside there, you know. Right. <laughs> well, Dr. Doctor Rusty Venture was a twin, and he ate most of the other ones, so, <laughs> yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yep, that's why he's smart. But, uh, so, <laughs> well, there you go. 
that's our way back series, and I encourage other uh, um, hosts. I'm sorry, it's it's very distracting, but Dog has Mandy Sue trapped under a chair in their plane, and uh, <laughs> I'm always nervous. Yes, you're a good dog. I'll tell you this, Prop. While while you're while you're sorting out the dogs, um, the the whole 34 minute um, the way back, as as I'm gonna gonna present it from now on, at least in long form, is now available uh, on the Unpleasant Blind Guy YouTube page. That's not the SHR Media one. This is my own uh, YouTube page. And if people want to go up there and get that, they can. I encourage them to download it and share it. And, yes, if you use it on, if you use it on a show, I'd appreciate proper credit. But, the, the, but spreading it is the most important thing. So, uh, you know, please do that if you would like to do it. Yes, highly encourage that. Any feedback, uh, your own thoughts, if you want to do this, you want to get on, you want to add on, or you're a host and you want Agador or me or both to come on your show and talk about it, then I, we are both willing, I'm sure. Oh, I appreciate that, Prof. really do. And start lining up to be the one that gets it next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Any parting thoughts you want to do on that? Uh, summations? Right. Well, um, <clears throat> the only... Um, the only parting thought that that I have is is that um, you know I appreciate everyone that uh, is spreading it around and and um, and will spread it around. Uh, you know uh, the the people that listen to my stuff mean a lot to me. Uh, you know, but this this message, uh, you know, frankly, if if I were to were to get uh, run over by a bus tomorrow, this would be the one thing that I would I would want people to remember you know to to remember me for as long as anybody remembers me and even if they stop remembering me they should remember the message and um I appreciate uh I again I appreciate it prop thank you very much those those really are are my thoughts and with that prop I think I'll turn it back to you and thanks again all right uh, Cal says way to go agadorable <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, EBA. I, I so appreciate it. <laughs> yes. How is G-Ski doing? Um, now, Sue from New Mexico reports that G-Ski is doing fine. She spoke with him a few days ago, and he seems to be fine. Um, and he very much appreciates everybody's prayers and thoughts on on uh, on his behalf. He's working on uh, he's working on his music right now with his son, and uh, you know, of course, he he puts out some very good uh, hip hop. And uh, a lot of times that has a little message in it, um, and I can't, you know, I can't wait to hear his stuff. So, um, you know, Jiski, if you're listening out there, bro, you know, we're, we're thinking about you. God love, and uh, you know, hey, you know, start start sharing the love, man. You know, you guys, you guys get some tracks done. Uh, yeah, do share. Yeah, we'll play them. <laughs> Especially when Absolutely. Mary's not here, we can play rap when Mary's not here. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed there's a lot more Christian rap out there, uh, growing and growing as a as a uh, medium. You know, the audience is receptive to it. Uh, so there you go. There are all kinds of ways of doing this, but there there is a rapper out there that's been giving Obama hell, I, and I I have that somewhere on some tab somewhere. I will find that and try and add that to tomorrow or yeah tomorrow's show. Very uh, cool. Yeah, course, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we've got our well, Columbus Day special tomorrow. What's that? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say there's G ski. There's high caliber. There's there's several there's several good ones, and that's another way to teach, by the way. 
Go ahead, prop. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll try and find that rap thing on on Obama. So I guess we'll leave it at that. Okay. And um yep, yeah, so that's it. Agador stuff you can get on YouTube at uh, the Unpleasant Blind Guy. You can find this stuff at Pundit Press and where else, Ag? Well, that's, um, yeah, um, again, uh, YouTube, uh, uh, you know, Pundit Press, uh, the SHR Media YouTube page as well. And um, I'm I'm thinking about expanding out to uh, to other media. So, you know, just just uh, stand by for action as always. And thank <laughs> you, Prof. Yes, sir. Everybody, that is the unpleasant blind guy. Um, thank you, everybody, for your compliments and comments in the chat rooms and on on uh, Periscope as well. And so, yes, there you go. Um, I guess that sums everything up. And you're not going to want to miss any of the shows next week. Uh, as long as I don't miss them, you're not going to want to miss them. Uh, I think you're going to find some neat stuff. I, I'm going to be hitting the Constitution from other perspectives. That will primarily be the show's uh, on Tuesday and Thursday, Friday uh, are the themes for those shows. Uh, so there you go. Um, I think you're going to find these to be really neat. I don't know how to explain it without allowing you to get ahead of me, and I don't want you to go get ahead of me uh, on these. I wanted to lay it out so that you can see it and uh, and then get your reactions to it at the time. Um, but it will be constitutional but not the Constitution. We'll be looking at it from other perspectives, from external perspectives, if you will. And I guess that's that. Uh, I will say good night and see everybody here tomorrow, Monday, 7 p.m. Central Texas time. And I guess um, I think that's everything. So with this, I'll boogie-woogie out of here.
Those were the Boogie Woogie Boys, Agador and the Underground Professor, both sitting high atop a double rainbow, gaily swinging our feet over the hermitage of North Texas's liberal conservative studies. This has been copyrighted in the year of your Lord, 2015, via Concarni for the Agadorable fans and via Contoodles for mine. That's it for this time. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. And may your God go with you. Goodbye. The Unpleasant Blind Guy is copyright 2015. Anno Domini. Now for Dave's Canes. Extras that help you navigate the new media world. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment? And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on shrmedia.com. From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York. The Lid himself, Jeff Dunnitz. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it.
new show on the SHR Media Network, Sackheads Against Tyranny, on shrmedia.com. Go there quick like a bunny, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, every Wednesday, live and direct on the SHR Media Network, shrmedia.com. Be there. For 50 years, I've seen the American people blinded by corrupt politicians, a lapdog media, and deceptive Islam. The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media and the Western Free Radio Network for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad. Hey girls, Carry Girl Gear is here. More and more women every day are concealed carrying, participating in competitive shooting, and getting firearms training. It's not a boys club anymore, and we don't have to shop in their stores anymore either. Finally, a cool and unique clothing line just for women. Dope tees and hats for the patriotic concealed carry and 2A girl. So what are you waiting for? Go check out carrygirlgear.com today. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network.